Community Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacy LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Karen Anderson. Award-winning animal communicator and afterlife expert, Karen Anderson has been professionally communicating with pets and departed human spirits for over 20 years. Karen earned the prestigious first place award for the 2013 Reader's Choice Awards for Best Animal Communicator and the second place award the prior year. Karen discovered her special gift as a child and her abilities developed over the years and became particularly significant when she was a deputy sheriff. She discovered that animals on crime scenes could provide accurate eyewitness accounts about suspects and criminals. Karen has written two books, including the number one best-selling and multiple award-winning The Amazing Afterlife of Animals, Messages and Signs from Our Pets on the Other Side, and the best-selling Hear All Creatures, The Journey of an Animal Communicator. Karen has also collaborated with Dr. Patricia Carrington, PhD, for her book The Secret Inner Life of Pets and is a co-author for Amazing Paranormal Encounters, Volume 2. Karen has appeared on many shows, including Coast to Coast AM with host George Norrie, Darkness Radio, and host Dave Schrader, and Beyond Reality Radio with host Jason Hawes, founder of TAPS and lead investigator of Ghost Hunters. Karen offers a signature business coaching program for entrepreneurs, animal communication courses and coaching programs, and private consultations. The inland Pacific Northwest is where she lives on her farm with her husband and the animals she loves. Karen, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Hi, Stacy. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Oh, I'm so excited too. I think this is an incredible topic and it's one that we really haven't touched on much on the Community Cats podcast. So I'm really thrilled to have you here today. And before we sort of dive into the whole animal communication side of things, I'd really like to find out how did you get started with your passion for animals as well as the the love that you have for cats and then talk about how it led into the animal communication side of things. Well, you know, I truly, as far back as I can remember, I have always loved animals. I always had them around me when I was a little kid and I always just felt more bonded to them. They were my first and best friends. They were you know, truly uh, who I spent the most amount of my time with. And I, I honestly thought that everybody could understand them. And I was, I didn't realize that I was doing something different when my family would say to me, Karen, what are you, where are you getting this information? Stop talking to the dog. And I didn't know it was something different or unique back then, but it wasn't until I was a lot older and I was a deputy in Colorado. That's where all of my animal communication abilities came forward in a big way. But truly, as far back as I can remember, I've just loved animals and I'm especially crazy cat lady. I just love and adore them. I get so many questions, and I have over all the years, questions like with folks feeding their feral cat colonies, especially as they got older. And I'll say this was probably one of the most stressful periods in the organization that I worked with, Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society, was when our ferals that we were taking care of in these colonies were starting to get older and had old age issues. And there was a real tough trying to figure out 
what's the best thing for the cat? Do we want to trap the cat and bring the cat in and foster the cat as a hospice till its end of life? Or do we let the cat stay in its environment and let nature take its course through the feeding station? And and I would have to say the responses were different depending on the different cats. I think communicating with animals, especially with cats, we are so fascinated and so interested. Cats can be aloof, but yet they are saying something. Do you have any guidance to the people that are out there feeding feral cat colonies as well as for their own cats that they have in their houses? Like, you know, how can we listen to what they're saying? I do. And you know, it's so easy. You don't need any special skills. And certainly if I can learn how to communicate with animals, anybody can learn how to. And this, the steps really are, whenever you think of a thought, Stacy, like just for instance, if everyone right now listening would, would think about sending a loving thought to their pet, let's say we just want to tell them we love them. Just picture that in your mind. What does love look like? What is loving that feral cat look like? Is that, you know, most feral cats don't want to be handled. So, you know, maybe that's surrounding them in like a warm, comfortable, protective feeling. Maybe that's Valentine hearts popping around them. Um, Maybe it's like a nice soft bed for them. Just picture in your mind that loving image is for you. And all you have to do is just imagine it's just like an email. You're going to click and send that message in your mind from your mind to the animal, wherever they are. And that it just like an email message, just click and send it and imagine it going through space and time and landing right on the cat. And especially feral cats, because you know, they're so wary and nervous and you know, around humans, you can actually send them calm, loving energy and say simple, simple sentences, keep it short, keep it positive. They will receive your message and you'd be surprised how they will respond because feral cats are very tuned into the energy in their environment around them. So they'll pick up on that really quickly. And the other thing, too, that is really hard, I've tried a lot of visualization Um, many folks know I play tennis, but I also use visualization for my cats as well as for my family members too. But I started out first using it in sport because you use visualization in sport and and this might be something different, but just trying to send that positive thought or that positive energy. I'm sorry, but for me, the negative Nelly comes into the back of my mind, like, oh no, 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 this isn't going to work. But yes, think positively, think good thoughts. And as I, I mentioned earlier in the show, you know, I have my kitty who has oral cancer, so I'm trying to always like visualize like a cell shrinking to help with her but then in the back of my mind I'm like no maybe I should think the other way and and it's it's really hard I, maybe it's because I don't meditate and I'm not really very patient with something like yoga or anything like that but I feel like there's a benefit there but I feel like I'm very weak at this skill yeah it's really common you're you're not alone and certainly <laughs> with my coaching uh, clients I teach uh, introductory through professional level animal communication uh, courses, and just about everybody has that same obstacle. It's those negative thought patterns that are in the back of our mind going, you know, this is crazy, this can't work. And so you're definitely not alone in that, but truly it does work. And if you just imagine what you want, like if you want one of the feral cats to come closer, if you want them to just appear so you can see them, you just send them that mental image. And I always say, think about what you want, not what you don't want. So if you want happiness and healing for them, then think happiness and healing. So it is a matter of positive thinking. It sounds like it's too simple to work, but it really does work. And it is the core and the foundation 
of animal communication. It is literally what I do. I send positive, loving messages to the animals and they respond. Our pets are so tired of all the craziness that is going on in our brains. They tune us out, you know, 90% of the time. They're not listening because we have 8 million things buzzing around in our heads that have nothing to do with them. But boy, as soon as we think about, you know, opening that can of cat food or opening the treat bag or, oh, you know what? I want to go and get the cat toy for my kitty, you know, bing, suddenly they pick up on those energetic messages and they're right there waiting for their treat or waiting for their toy. So it really does work. Yeah, that whole concept of positive thinking is something that I guess I figure we just have to continually work on. You know, they say with meditation, it's not something you can pick up in a day or anything like that. And it sounds like this is a craft that has to be practiced. So as you were discovering that you had this gift, and I know you said that you don't necessarily need to go to somebody else to to learn it, but it sounds like you had some guidance in your your unique journey. I mean, you were in financial services at one point, it sounded like. Then you were in law enforcement. I mean, how did that path bring you to where you are now? Well, truly, it was my devotion and love for the animals. And I was involved with an animal rescue group for uh, over 15 years. And I did a lot of TNR with the feral cats. And I found that over the course of the years, just my love and devotion and how I wanted to help the animals, that's what really drew me in. The animals were my teachers. I learned everything from them. I don't have any formal training. I just have a very deep love of animals. And that's really how I focused my goals. I just set out that I wanted to learn how to do this. And truly, you don't need any special skills. Anybody can learn who's open to the process that loves animals. It's just like tennis or golf or playing piano. It's just like any other skill. Obviously, the more you practice, the better you become. And if you don't use your skills, you lose your skills. So I've been actively communicating with animals now for over 20 years. I can't believe it's been that long. I can get there instantly. I don't have to spend hours meditating. And uh, the more that you do this, you know, a five-minute meditation is just as good as a 45-minute meditation if you accomplish your goals in that time. And it's really not as difficult as most people think it is. It's actually really simple. I can teach most people how to send their first message in 15 minutes. That's how easy it is. That's fantastic. Today's episode is sponsored by Space Kitty Express, your one-stop shop for exotic cat drugs. Everyone's heard of catnip, but what about valerian root, tatarian honeysuckle, or silver vine? Space Kitty Express specializes in offering these hard-to-find catnip alternatives, both in their herbal form and stuffed into a variety of reusable toys. Their herbs are 100% pure, not like those quote-unquote catnip blends you might find in a pet store. Their tartarian honeysuckle wood is cut fresh and kept frozen to lock in its citrusy scent. Their silver vine exudes a mintiness that tingles the nostrils. Their organic valerian root is so musky that they've had to blend it with organic lemongrass so that human noses can tolerate it. Cats can definitely tell the difference between these quality herbs and that stale catnip from the big box store. Visit SpaceKittyExpress.com and watch videos from satisfied feline customers. Use coupon code COMMUNITYCATS, all one word, at checkout to receive 10% off your purchase. That's SpaceKittyExpress.com with coupon code COMMUNITYCATS. Doesn't your cat deserve the best? Spoil them today at SpaceKittyExpress.com. <coughs> ProVet Logic. 
based in Scottsboro, Alabama, provides educational support and product solutions to professional pet care providers and pet parents throughout the country. As a licensed veterinary medical continuing education provider, ProVetLogic provides a variety of educational tools designed to help cat care providers create a cleaner and safer environment for both the cats in their care and the care providers. To learn more about ProVetLogic, please visit www.ProVetLogic.com or call 800-869-4789. We were talking a little bit before we started the recording about what are the most common requests that you get when you have a client approach you. You talked a bit about end-of-life and after-life conversation and wondering if you can expand upon that a little bit more. I would love to. The majority of the clients come to me after they read my book, The Amazing Afterlife of Animals, and they're either struggling with end-of-life hospicing for an ill or elderly pet, or they've already lost that beloved pet. So there is a great need for them to have a sense of closure, have a sense of, you know, is my pet okay? Did they make it to the other side? Are they with my family? Are they with my other animals? You know, do they forgive me for having to end their life? You know, there's so many things that we we worry about. Did they struggle? Were they in pain? Was it their time to go? Or did I let them go too soon? You know, these thoughts go around in our minds and they, they kind of haunt us. And when I work with a client who is in that kind of situation, it's remarkable what happens because when their pets come through, it is amazing that one little message, Stacy, can dissolve all of their worry, all of their fears, and all of their guilt. Just one little message can make all of that go away. So I love working with clients who are struggling with either a pet that's dying or one that has already passed on because it's so healing when one particular message will come through. And there's many, uh, many, many messages, but sometimes it's just that one thing that they needed to hear. And I'd love to share a, a real quick example, if that's okay. Please, please do. Okay, I was connecting with a departed cat. This was like a 17-year-old orange and white tabby, and his name was Rex. He was the love of his mom's life. And uh, during a pre-meditation that I always do before a session, Rex kept telling me about his mom's heart being broken. And I kept seeing two pieces of like a heart breaking, like a Valentine heart breaking right down the center. And you know, that's very common for me to get heart references because we represent love with hearts. And so I wasn't too surprised at that. But he kept stressing it. And he said, tell her she always has my heart. And he kept referring to his heart and over and over again. So when I when his mom, Barbara called in for her session, I told her I shared with her the messages that Rex told me, she got so quiet. And then she started crying very softly in the background. And and I said, Barbara, are you okay? And she says, oh my gosh, Karen, I can't believe this. She says, Rex had congenital heart issues. He literally, his heart was broken. It didn't work right. And he was on medication his entire life. And the vets were amazed that he lived as long as he lived. And she said, in order to um, help me deal with his loss, I got one of those necklaces that is two pieces of a heart 
And she says she had his ashes placed inside that heart necklace, which she was wearing during the session. Of course, I didn't see it because we were just on the phone. Right. So she was so blown away by that because who would know that? The only one who would know that is Rex. So suddenly all of her worries, all of her concerns, anything that she had agonized over in the end of his life just absolutely vanished and disappeared just from that one little message. So just provided her with extra comfort. It's amazing just what a couple of lines and a couple of visions of what you're seeing, you know, will help calm folks. I I hate to ask this question, but I just have to because I'm so curious is are there ever messages that aren't necessarily soothing? Well, I would say that there are, but it's rare. It's a very rare situation, and and I'll explain why. Most of the times when an animal comes through who has passed on, they're very, very much happy and balanced and feeling good, and most of my clients are avid and devoted animal lovers, and so their pets have had a wonderful life. But every once in a while, I'll get an animal that has either been through uh, the rescue situation, maybe had several different human owners at one time, or maybe suffered from abuse or neglect. There's always something like that that can happen where images come up from their past or some of the things that they were subjected to. And sometimes I will see those images, they'll flash them to me, or I'll see what happened. I just had a session the other day, actually, with a pit bull, and her name is Bella. And she was nine years old in a rescue when my clients adopted her and she showed me images of being thrown as a young puppy and it's very disturbing but of course that was before my client was ever in the picture my client adopted her when she was nine years old so I do get flashes of images like that but they're they're very rare most of the time it's very loving very heartwarming very soothing funny animals are funny especially <laughs> cat especially a cat and I'll tell you something else about cats If any animal on the planet is going to make a fool out of me, it's going to be a cat. They're going to try to pull one over on me. (laughs) They're going to try to pull my leg. I mean, they're going to try to do something. Leave it to a cat. I never know what to expect from a cat. I have used animal communicators over the years uh, in the Northeast for lost and found cats, as well as we had a situation where there was a house fire and they could not locate one of the cats. One of the cats was found in the house, unfortunately, and they could not locate the other one. And um, so we used that. And, and that was another traumatic situation because the cat actually went back in the house and did succumb in the fire. They did actually find the cat like at the same time that the communicator came out and said that the cat was actually in the house and they just needed to look harder. They found the cat's body. And so that is, you know, it's, it's very disturbing, but then there are also situations with lost and found cats that have been extremely successful to help. And I know we're talking about afterlife and end of life, but yet also, you know, I've had a lot of experience, not a lot, but had some experience with that lost and found component. And it, it's hard. It's hard to explain to other people why you feel that's a necessary tool in the toolbox of helping community cats. But it's definitely been in my toolbox since the mid 90s. And I think people should be willing to consider it and utilize it in a variety of different ways. We deal with a lot of grief. We deal with a lot of emotion in this business. You know, what can bring you peace? Sharing some of the the thoughts that 
that your cat might have after it's passed. It will bring you peace because there's so much compassion fatigue. And I'm very grateful for your involvement in this to help people be able to understand what they're going through. It's a real struggle. I mean, I'm having a hard time even talking about this because it's just such a roller coaster emotionally and even physically. And I'm sure you run into this almost on a daily basis. How do you keep yourself from basically having compassion fatigue uh, or, you know, just sort of collapsing, going through this roller coaster all the time? Well, sometimes, Stacey, it's it's impossible. I can't I can't avoid it. I'm an empath, so I pick up on the feelings of of all beings, humans and animals. So I'm very sensitive, and sometimes I lose it. I mean, this is something that's so near and dear to my heart, and I'm certainly human when it comes down to it. So it is very difficult at times to handle it, and. I think the one thing that I keep in mind when I am uh, communicating with any animal is I'm there to help that animal. My goal is to help them um, get to a better space energetically, spiritually, physically than when I first opened up to their energy. So I have to put their needs before my own. And I try to do that the very best that I can. And generally speaking, I am capable of doing that and able to do that. And that's what the joy is. That's what's so rewarding about it. When I help the animals, it literally comes back to me tenfold. And it it's really rewarding. So I just have to you know, keep my focus straight about what my goals are and, and how I'm trying to help the client and the animal and just keep working towards those goals. It is very, very, very hard. And, you know, most of the time these animals are not in the best situation because of a human. And there is a human in their past that either let them down or abandoned them or abused them or neglected them. And it's really hard not to get jaded. It's really hard not to get upset and frustrated by all that. And it's impossible for me to even conceptualize harming any animal. That's just out of completely out of my thought processes. So when you do come across an animal that has suffered at the hand of another human being, it's really, really difficult. But, you know, I put my work hat on and I set my goals and I just have to go in there and do the work that's needed. All the power to you, because I don't think I could in many cases. So you have written this book, The Amazing Afterlife of Animals, uh, Messages and Signs from Our Pets on the Other Side. And you have other books, too. Where would people find these books if they were interested in learning more? Well, I would direct them to Amazon. They're also on Audible and uh, Kindle. There's a Kindle version as well. Uh, those are the, the main retailers that you can find them on. And I'm so proud of, of that book. It is helping literally people all over the world, Stacy. I hear from them all the time, you know, absolutely helping them through their grief, helping them understand how to handle an ill or aging pet, and then also how to keep helping them once they have passed away. And uh, it is just so heartwarming to hear the stories of how this book is helping people move through their grief and into healing. I'm so, so proud of this book. 
it's wonderful and so helpful because I have met many people who, once they've lost a pet or a cat, in most of my cases, they've lost a cat that's near and dear to them, and they almost get into paralysis, and then they need to figure out what the next step. I actually just had a phone conversation this morning with a friend of mine who was was sobbing because she lost her cat two days ago, and she has quite a few other cats, but still, with every one, she's feels like she's lost a child, and you know, was talking with her for a solid hour and just saying, you know, you need to take care of yourself. She had several other older sick kitties that needed medication and she was worried about them. And one of them's a 19 year old kitty that's also not doing that great. And I'm like, you have to prepare yourself. You have to repair yourself from passing of the other kitty and prepare yourself for what may be happening down the road and try and find some energy somewhere to help keep you going. But it's, uh, it can freeze you and you're definitely helping folks be able to take the next step and move forward and move along. And it is absolutely. And and I'm here to help my clients through probably one of the worst experiences they've ever had to endure. I mean, aside from losing a human loved one, you know, I truly feel that many of us, and I'm one of them, I've been more devastated by the loss of a pet. In some cases, I don't mean any disrespect to my family members. But Stacy, I think you and your listeners will understand there's just a stronger bond. There's something so deeply connected to our soul that when we lose that pet, especially if they've been with you and not even the ones that have only been with us a long time, but all of them, there's just some that just get into our hearts and they affect us in such a way that we are completely overcome and devastated by that loss. And we can't even imagine our lives going forward with without that cute little face looking back up at us. So I've been there and it hurts. It's one of the worst things I've ever experienced in my life where I don't even want to get up in the morning. I don't even want to deal with anything. I'm so overwhelmed by grief. And that's how I help my clients. I help them through that. And it is amazing what one little message can do. It's it's like nothing short of miraculous how it can help somebody move into healing. You can't get around your grief. You have to experience your grief, but it can certainly help you navigate into a place of healing. Karen, if uh, folks are interested in finding out more about the work that you do, how could they find you? Well, the best way to find me is on my website and And the address is real simple. It's karenanderson.net. And there is all kinds of information on there. And if they are interested in learning more about animal communication on the home page, there is a free animal communication guide that they can instantly download on the very home page right across from my picture. And it gives you all the simple steps to connect and communicate that you can do at home, along with all of my my online courses and private mentoring. There's animal communication coaching. So that's the best way. I'm also on Facebook, Karen Anderson, Animal Communicator or something like that. (laughs) I'm on Facebook. I'm on your page too. I I liked your page. So they can maybe find me on, on your Facebook page too. But that's the easiest way. Great. And we'll make sure we have that information in the show notes too, so that folks can just click on the link and we'll get right over to your website. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? I think that the number one thing to remember is that you are the most important person in the world to your cats. They adore you more than anything. And even after their life ends, there's nowhere else in the world that they would rather be than to be with you. So keep 
keep talking about them out loud. Keep telling them how much you love them. Those bonds of love never die. One funny thing we did at the online cat conference on our Friday night kickoff was we had people share their nicknames that they all have for their cats, you know, and so, you know, we all like have Moogie Boogie Woogie and all that stuff, all those funny little names that we have for our cats. But it was really very cute for us all to to see that we all have this common bond in the fact that we all call our cats funny things. I have so (laughs) many nicknames for mine. And when I go to the vet, they'll say, okay, who are we seeing today? And I'll go, well, the real name is Thomas but you know sometimes we call her the concerned citizen sometimes we call her you know and I have to go through I don't remember what I listed her as you know it's so funny I don't even I can't even tell you what their name is on file because they have so many different nicknames I love that (laughs) Karen I want to thank you so much for joining me today and and agreeing to be a guest on my show and I hope we'll have you on again in the future thank you so much Stacey I really appreciate it and um, I'm looking forward to coming back again soon Join us for a webinar on March 23rd, 2019 at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Trapping Tips and Tricks presented by Neighborhood Cats. Drawing from almost 20 years of experience working with feral cats, the folks at Neighborhood Cats have gathered together their favorite ways of catching the wiliest of felines, whether it's putting in a clear rear door, using spam as bait, wrapping your trap with green garden netting, or training a cat to enter a trap, you're bound to learn something new that will improve your trapping success. Come prepared to share your secret tips and tricks too. After registering, you will receive a confirmation email containing information about joining the webinar. Please check it out at www.communitycatspodcast.com and sign up today.